Hey everyone, this is Kendall from the Recording Lounge Podcast. Today we're talking about studio internships, how to get them, what interns need to be able to do, what they need to be able to not do, and some tips in general for applying for them or asking for studio internships. That's all coming up here in just a minute. First thing I wanted to talk about is uh, what are the primary duties of an intern? That is to say, what are the primary things that I need my intern to do or be able to do? Now, I should mention, first of all, that this is going to be different for each engineer, each studio. So don't just take my word for it and assume this is what everybody wants. However, I would assume just from knowing lots of engineers and knowing lots of studio owners and talking to them and as somebody who personally has had many interns and currently has interns, um, I feel like I'm a decent you know, example of what most people might want. But you always should ask if you're applying for an internship, ask what is expected of an intern. And we're going to get to that later on in the show. But for me, I have seven primary things that I listed that that I think are the primary things that I want an intern to be able to do. Number one, and this is the most important one, I need an intern to be able to help me with setup and teardown of microphones, cables, headphones and headphone mixes, guitar amps and pedal boards, drums, bass rigs, vocal mics, etc. I need an intern to help with setup and teardown and changeovers. So let's say you've got the whole, you know, setup configured for drums. I need someone to help me change that all over to switch and say, hey, we're about to do, you know, background vocals and we need to change everything. So that's the primary thing that I need from an intern. And that may sound simple, but as you probably know, setup for, say, drums can take a long time. I mean, it can take an hour or two to get all the drums, you know, set in, maybe put on new heads or at least tune up the drums that are there put stands up and mics up and cables up and sound check everything, make sure the drummer's comfortable, get their headphone mic. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Drums can take a long time. And guitars, while it does take, you know, a lot less time, guitars and bass and vocals, it still is a really important setup. And that's the primary thing that I want for my interns is to be able to efficiently and safely and intelligently help me with all of those things. And, you know, a big part of this is that I want my interns to help me save time. That's why I need interns, not so that I can teach them. And we're going to get more on, we're going to get more on that later. You'll, it'll make sense. Number two, I need interns to help me tweak mic positions. So if I say, hey, can you go move that microphone, you know, an inch up or down or whatever, they need to be able to do that, in t- you know, not with like a big, you know, iron fist and do so carefully, listen to what I need and say, hey, I need you to move that, you know, kick mic, move it in an inch or move it out an inch and really just go in there and carefully move it an inch without messing up anything. It sounds simple, but it is. I mean, that's that's what I need. Number three, grabbing things like water or coffee or paper or music stands or guitar cables or nine volt batteries for musicians. And for me, if I happen to need those things, those again, seem very simple, but if we're all set up, ready to go, and then the bassist is like, Hey, I need to get, I need a tuner. You know, they shouldn't have to walk all the way back into the control room or me get up from my desk. That's exactly the perfect thing for an intern to do. Like, Oh, I'll get it. They grab a tuner. They go in there and give it to the bass player. Okay. They can stay where they are. I can stay where I am, you know, and and that's the perfect, you know, situation. Other things like coffee, if a singer is in there and they need coffee or tea or water, 
you know, being able to make coffee or make tea or grab a water bottle and bring them into the artist is, again, how simple that sounds, but that's a really important thing that saves me time, saves them time. I don't have to move. They don't have to move. And the intern is just sort of like helping us along in our job. Number four, cleaning up, taking out the trash, getting food or drinks, like, you know, going out to get food for someone, like taking an order and then going to get food or drinks. Again, something super simple, but that's really important and it saves time. If, you know, let's say the band is hungry, it's around noon or one o'clock or something, and they say, hey, let's go get some lunch. Sometimes we all just take a break and we all go get lunch. Other times I need to work and they'll go. Other times they don't want to leave because they want to get as much time in as possible. That's un- Unfortunately, that's really, really common. And so none of us get to leave and eat, uh, which, trust me, I don't like. But um, if an intern can go and grab food for everyone, like go get some sandwiches or whatever, and then come back, I mean, that saves all of us time. We don't have to stop working. And, you know, it takes... Pretty much, if you can drive a car, you can do that. You know what I mean? It's it takes no effort, but again, super helpful. Keeps the session going. That's the type of thing I need. Number five, helping me do my job as efficiently as possible. Now, I've already kind of mentioned this type of thing, but as a general rule, I want my interns to be looking for ways to help me make my job more efficient, quicker, easier, less worrisome, less stressful, etc. All of those things. So if that means they them taking the initiative to say, hey, I'm going to go, uh, you know, I'm going to go grab this and that from Guitar Center because I know that they need new guitar strings um, or whatever, like anything like that to help my job go quicker and more efficient. Um, number six, documenting things taking pictures of mic positions, gear settings, writing down signal chains. Those things are insanely helpful. Now, do I necessarily require that every single time? No. But if they do, it's really helpful because later I might be able to say, man, do you remember what we did on uh, on the snare drum? Because we have to go back and do an overdub. And if you have that stuff all written down or, you know, you got pictures of it, it's very easy to go back and do that. And while I'm working, I'm not necessarily thinking about that sort of thing. Um, now if I had an assistant, if I had a paid assistant, that's something that I would require them to do as part of the job. But as an intern, it's like, I don't necessarily require you to do it, but if you do it, it's a great plus. And number seven, be a fly on the wall. And I know that this sounds kind of stereotypical of an internship, but it is really true. I really want an intern to be a fly in the wall. They're not supposed to be like a main character in this play, right? They are there to observe, help, help me do my job, help the band, you know, just be that sort of like extra person in the room helping everything go smoothly. Those are my seven primary duties of an intern. Notice none of those are very technically advanced or need a lot of skill. However, that doesn't mean that I want interns that are just anybody. You know, I, I, ideally, I have a certain set of conditions or you could say personality types or traits that I look for in an intern. So let's take a look at those. Now, I've compiled a list of six traits that I look for in an intern. Now, these aren't necessarily uh, abilities, but they're traits of someone's personality. You know, they're things that I look for when meeting a potential intern or talking to them. Number one, I need someone that is reliable and trustworthy. That is so important to me. Someone that does what they say, someone that shows up, someone that is honest, someone I can trust because I'm letting them into my world and I'm also letting them into the world of paying clients. Okay, these aren't just friends of mine that are over recording. These are paying clients. Okay, it's not just... Like, we're all hanging out and having a good time. I mean, sure, we are hanging out and having a good time, but (laughs) you know what I mean? So I need someone that I can trust in that scenario. It's It's my job. It's not just, you know, for fun, right? 
Number two, I need someone that's knowledgeable. Okay. It, it, I don't want to hire someone that doesn't know anything about audio. That's a big misconception that a lot of uh, younger people have when applying for studio internships is they think, you know, well, I don't really know much about recording or anything. It's like, but I just want to get in there. I just want to be around it and all this stuff and all these statements that I hear all the time. Why would I hire you if you don't know anything about audio? That's just the fact of the matter. I can't, how am I supposed to trust you with a $4,000 microphone if you don't, you know what I mean? I, why would I do that? Why, if, if you look at any other type of business, let's say an accounting firm, why would they hire an intern that doesn't know anything about accounting? Like the purpose of an intern is someone to be there, essentially free help, uh, knowing that they will be also in a, you know, sort of a learning type position, you know, but it's free help. It's not... I mean, let's not sugarcoat it, right? Like, I'm not looking for someone that I can take under my wing and teach them out of the goodness of my heart. Like, I've got the podcast for that. <laughs> I mean, the podcast is a great learning resource for people. It doesn't cost anything. And so, I mean, you've got YouTube, you've got books, you've got all these opportunities to learn. And yes, while I do agree, you can learn a whole lot by working in a studio with an engineer, I don't hire an intern because I want a student, right? Like that's a huge misconception. People are applying with these motives of like, well, I just want to learn. I just want to learn. And it's like, I get that, but it's not a position that you created, right? Like I needed an intern because I need one, not because you need an internship. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. We're, we'll talk about that a little bit more. So I need someone knowledgeable. They don't have to be, you know, they don't have to be brilliant or some like seasoned recording engineer, but they just need to have knowledge of the stuff, of the gear, basic understanding of signal flow and all that stuff. I need someone decently knowledgeable. Number three, ideally, I like my interns to be musicians. Now, again, that's my personal preference. It's much more helpful for me when someone is a musician because they just kind of understand everything better. You know, they they understand the people that I'm working with. They understand me better. I can talk to them easier back and forth, you know, and, and most likely if they're a musician, their schedule will be somewhat similar to the people that I'm working with, which is kind of what I need. I mean, that's just an assumption, but... Um, you know, I, I'm often dealing with scheduling issues with the band and with me and uh, making that all line up. It's a really difficult part of what I do. And chances are, like musicians have strange schedules a lot of the time. So if they're a musician, chances are uh, they'll be pretty available at the times that other musicians are. On that note, number four, I look for someone who's open and flexible with their schedule. That's really, really important because I've had some people, I had, I had someone who wanted an internship a couple years ago and they're like, well, I can only be there like Tuesdays and Wednesdays from one to three o'clock. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what do you think we're going to do here? Like, that's nothing. Like, that's literally like four hours a week. Like, that's not what I need. And, and on Tuesday and Wednesday, no less, you know, that that's not going to work. So ideally, somebody who is really flexible with their schedule, perhaps somebody that already works for themselves and can kind of make their own schedule or a student with a pretty flexible school schedule. Um, for me personally, my busiest days in the studio are weekends, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, as well as for whatever reason. And I just had, I actually figured this out for this show because I wasn't quite sure what weekdays were busiest for me, but oddly enough, Tuesdays are a really busy day for me. I don't know why. Um, perhaps it's just, it's not, it's not Monday. It's not Wednesday. I, I don't really know, honestly. Um, but apparently Tuesday is a really popular day to record. Um, but Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, those are the most common days for me to actually have somebody in the studio. A lot of times on Mondays, I'm here by myself, just mixing, editing, etc. Um, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you know, we might be doing overdub sessions, like a vocal session. And, and to be honest, I don't really need an intern on a vocal session. You know, it's like I set up a couple of mics and we, it's just me and them. I prefer vocal sessions to be 
just me and the artist anyway. I don't even like having the rest of the band there if possible or the rest of the, you know, if there's anybody else involved. It's just me and the lead vocalist, ideally. Um, but yeah, if someone can have a flexible schedule, that's a huge, huge bonus. Um, another trait that I look for is someone who's good with their hands, someone who's hand, like crafty or handy, like that can fix things. And hey, that drummer's, you know, the drummer's throne is loose. Can you go tighten it? Like just basic ability to use tools and fix things. And they don't have to be an expert. They don't have to be some master craftsman, but just someone who's generally handy and can fix things if they need to be fixed you know, or glue something if it came unglued or screw in something if it came unscrewed. <laughs> um, and another big trait that I look for, what I would say the last one on my list is I want to find somebody who actually wants to be in the audio industry. And you, <laughs> you would think that would be a given, but it's not always a given. I have some people that are just musicians that want to be in a studio. They don't really want to be in the audio industry they want to be a musician or they are a musician or they just want to be around it because it's fun. That's, you know, yes, it is fun, but I want somebody who is actually intending to be in the audio industry one day to do what I do. Essentially, what I want is a mini me. Like I want another me who's interested in what I'm doing, who likes my studio personally and who likes my work, somebody who, uh, you know, is a musician I can talk to, easygoing, flexible schedule, all these type of things. Like I really just want a second me, you know, or see traits of myself in them. I know it sounds like super narcissistic, but you get what I'm saying. Like I want a, a would-be engineer, not just a guitar player, not just a drummer, not just somebody who likes music. I want someone who wants to be an engineer, who wants to do what I do. So let's talk about some do's and don'ts for interns and internships. Um, here's a list of do's. So do show up early, leave late. Okay. If possible, Try to show up 30 minutes early to the session. You know, that that can be really helpful to just start setting things up to get things, you know, prepared for the day. And then leave late. You know, what I mean is, I mean, not like overstay your welcome, but you know what I mean by that statement. It means stay until the session is done and everyone's gone and you're, and you know, the engineer says you're good to leave. Thanks. All right. Do look for ways to improve efficiency. Okay, look around the studio, look at things that might be causing hangups, write them down, take notes, think about ways that you can help the session go smoothly. Do constantly have the engineer slash producers back. Okay, the last thing that I need is somebody uh, causing little bits of doubt or anything like that in the band. I don't need, you know, if the drummer in the band asks the intern, what do you think about that drum part for whatever reason, you know, and the producer says that part is great. And the band looks to the intern for some reason and says, what do you think? The correct answer is, I think it's great <laughs> because they're here to support me, to be my intern there. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want them to have an opinion, um, but I'm saying that their own opinion, you know, they can keep to themselves, but in the heat of the job, they need to have my back and support me again. I know that sounds selfish, but it's like, Hey, it's, it's my internship. <laughs> I can, I can do, I can have those requirements if I want to, I want somebody who's going to have my back and support me and support, you know, if I've got a producer there also support them. Do be attentive, be watching, listening, looking. Okay. Don't be on your phone. Don't be, you know, out in space. Don't be, you know, thinking about other things. Like really be in the moment, watching, listening, learning. That's one of the most important things an intern can do. Because if I'm struggling with something and an intern notices, they could say, Hey, can I help? Do, do you need something? Uh, you know what I mean? Like things like that. I don't want to have to call upon the intern every single time I need help and be like, okay, come back in here. I need your help. Like someone needs to be, they need to be watching and waiting to help and ready to help. Do always be careful with equipment constantly. Always be careful, whether it's my equipment, a client's equipment, 
whether it's something as simple as a guitar cable or a pedal, be careful, okay? It's not your stuff, it's my stuff, or it's the client's stuff, okay? So uh, with interns, a lot of times they're gonna be doing setup and teardown and changeovers and stuff like that, and they're gonna be touching a lot of gear. They're gonna be working with my gear and their gear. So they always need to be constantly aware hey, I need to be careful with this. I know I'm like trying to do this quickly and be, you know, efficient, but I also need to be very careful with with expensive gear, okay? Uh, do be prepared to set up, tear down, change over at any moment, okay? So sometimes we're in a session and we're like, you know what, let's switch over and do vocals now. And like, we need to be ready, like and the, an intern needs to be ready to know what that looks like. Not like, well, what, okay, well, I've never done that before. I've never set up for mandolin, okay? So again, like if an intern is prepared and ready to understand like what that looks like, um, then that is a huge bonus. Now, I will say this. When people first start their internships, a lot of times they don't know what you like yet. I get that, right? A couple sessions go by though, you know, three, four sessions happen and an intern should have a pretty good idea of what I need from them in terms of setup. So yeah, of course, I'm going to be understanding of the first couple sessions, you know, where they've never seen how I set up drums or they've never seen how I set up a vocal or how I set up an acoustic guitar. Um, that's okay. I don't expect them to predict what I want, but... If they have a general idea in their mind, like drums, for example, again, this is why I want someone who's knowledgeable, who already has some knowledge of recording. If I say, hey, we're going to do drums in their mind, they should probably have this idea like, OK, we're going to set up a bunch of mics, however many, you know, five, 10, 15. I don't know. We're going to hook them into the preamps. We're going to make sure the stands are nice and secure and aren't going to fall over. I mean, like they should have that basic idea, like, and be prepared for that, you know, for that to happen. Now, the specifics exactly, what mics that I like, what where I like to put them, I don't expect them to know that right up front, but I do expect them to understand and be ready to do a setup for lots of different kinds of instruments at a moment's notice. Do document things, okay? This is really important, especially with just simple, you know, pictures from your phone. You know, we set up something and it's kind of a unique mic placement. Take a picture. We set up drums, take a picture. Uh, we set up something on the, on the outboard gear, take a picture. It takes two seconds to do, you know what I mean? You swipe up, you get your camera, you snap a picture. And I mean, it's extremely helpful when, when an intern does that to take pictures, not only that, but it's a good time for them to be able to go back later and look at things and learn from just all these pictures, you know, um, just say, well, man, he set up that kick drum in kind of a funny way. And then you can look at the picture and then, you know, ask me a question. Um, but then also, if we need to go back and do something or get that sound again, you know, all it takes is uh, like I had an intern a couple years ago that used to uh, he would take tons of pictures on his phone and then he would create a Dropbox folder after each session and send me all the pictures. And he's like, that was like a dream. That was like a dream come true. <laughs> I mean, because I would have, you know, after the, the end of my session, I'd have 50 pictures full of pictures of like gear settings and mic placements and, you know, where the snare mic was positioned. And he knew to take pictures of the important things like... Um, he would take a picture of the drums, but then he'd also take a picture of say where the snare mic, you know, and where those things are exactly placed, like a close picture of the snare mic. And so I could be like, oh, wow, I put the, I put the mic really close to the snare or, oh, I use two mics on the snare, you know, like not just a picture from out in the room. Like, okay, here you go. Here's the drums. Like he really got down to the important things. And if there was a guitar amp, he would get in close and take a picture. So that's a big plus. Do wait until there's a lull or a break in the day, then ask your questions, okay? I have had interns before. I've had to tell them like, hey, don't be constantly asking questions, okay? Like, I know you want to learn. I know you're excited. But like, I'm trying to make a record. Um, and that trumps your trying to learn. Like, I'm sorry, but it does. Like, these are paying clients. They're paying me to make a record. They're not paying me to teach you. So, write, 
you know, grab a notebook, write down your questions. If you're not sure about something, just wait for a break. I mean, in in my sessions, I typically try to take a break every, you know, every hour, five minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. Maybe every couple hours, depends what we're doing. But I try to take a lot of breaks during the day, you know, five or 10 different breaks throughout the day, even if they're just for five minutes, because I need to rest my ears, you know, bands, uh, guitar players, drummers, whoever want to grab a cigarette or a drink or go get some food. Like there's lots of opportunities for breaks. So just wait for a break, then ask your questions. Another thing to do is show initiative for the job, for doing the jobs that nobody wants to do, like take out the trash. Okay. Nobody likes taking out the trash. Nobody likes doing dishes. Nobody likes, you know, doing all this stuff. So if you see that the trash is full, just take it out. Okay. That's a huge thing for me. Like it's really, really helpful when I just go back there and the trash is full and I've got an intern around. It's like, Hey, you mind getting that? Like, I don't want to have to tell them every single time there's something to do. Like, just take the initiative, look around, again, be watchful, be attentive, be in the moment, understand, look around and be like, okay, what can I do right now? If I'm just standing around, is there something I can do to help? And, you know, notice, oh, look, the coffee pot's empty. I'll make another pot. Or, oh, look, we're out of water. And then you could say, hey, I'm going to go and grab some water. Or, hey, look, the trash can's full. Or, hey, look, there's a big smudge on that window. I'm going to clean that really quick. Like, just take the initiative, you know, and just do it. And the last thing that I say in in the list of do's is take notes, listen, learn, and be better the next day, okay? Um, The whole point of an internship for me is to get help. But the whole point of an internship for the intern is to learn, should be to learn and to improve. So make sure you are really trying to improve, you know, take notes again, ask questions. Uh, Another thing that can be really helpful is like when the session's over, if an intern, you know, has a bunch of questions, just send me an email. We can, you know, that's out of the way. I can answer, I can answer that while laying in bed and I don't have to like, you know, take time away from the session. So take notes, take pictures, be better the next day, you know, like always be trying to improve. So here's a list of don'ts, okay? Now, we've kind of talked about things to not do, but I'm just going to go down the list. Um, Don't talk too much, okay? This is a big problem I've had with certain interns in the past. Um, Thankfully, my last three or four interns have been amazing, but I've had a couple interns in the past that um, they talk too much. They talk to the band. They talk to me. They're asking questions. They're, uh, you know, whatever. Just, it's like part of this is for you to be in more of a watch, a watchful capacity and not so much of a speaking capacity. Um, you know, I know it's hard for some people because some people are just really talkative. This coming from the guy who has a podcast of over a hundred episodes of me talking to nobody. (laughs) So, um, but That's uh, my first don't is don't talk too much. (laughs) Don't undermine the trust of the band slash engineer slash producer relationship. Now, I already mentioned this, but there's nothing worse than if an engineer is working on something really hard, they're struggling with something, and there's somebody in the room who's kind of being negative about it or like is trying to like gang up or, you know, get get on the bandwagon with the band. Like if they're saying, like I said, the whole story with like, if the drummer's like, Hey, what do you think about the snare drum? And the intern just says like, yeah, I don't really like it either. Like, what are you doing, man? Like (laughs) you need to, (laughs) you need to be on my side. Like if I want your opinion, if I want to know honestly what you think of the snare drum, I will ask, but don't like, you know, stab me in the back in front of my clients. If anything, you need to be like my cheerleader. Be like, oh man, you know, uh, this sounds great. You know, like anything, like just be, have my back. You know what I mean? That's like so, so important. Um, Don't be reckless or don't be lethargic. Both are bad things. Okay. So don't be walking around moping and being really slow and just like, okay, I guess I'll set this up. Like if you don't want to be there, then don't be there. Um, but also don't be reckless. Like, like I said, be careful. Don't be running around, you know, trying so hard to be efficient or be in a hurry that you're reckless. That's dangerous. Don't be negative or condescending. Again, I don't need someone who's here to be like, that doesn't sound very good. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's not your job. If anything, 
Um, an intern needs to be thinking to themselves, huh, I don't think that sounds very good, but let's see where this goes. Like maybe, maybe I don't know as much as I think I do and he's hearing it a certain way. Let's see what happens. Um, so, you know, don't be negative. Don't be uh, in a bad mood. Like if you're in a bad mood, I would rather an intern just tell me like, listen, man, I had a bad day. I don't really want to come in today. Now, sometimes I'll be like, dude, I don't care. I need you. But other times I'll be like, you know, I don't, if you're, and if you're in a bad mood, I don't want you around. It really just depends on the session, but that's just being true. Um, don't ask too many questions. We already talked about this, but it's so true. You know, wait for a good time to ask questions and then ask them. Don't show up late. That's one of the worst things that an intern can do is show up late. If I say, I need you here at 930, be here at 930. You know, if I say, I need you here at 10, because a lot of times the first part of the day is the most important part of setup. When we're set, when we're bringing in all the gear, setting up the drums, setting up the, you know, bass, guitars, headphones, whatever. A lot of times that's the most important time of the day for me to do setup and kind of the make or break point. So if anything else, you know, if you have to leave early, that's one thing, you know, just let me know in advance. Um, but don't show up late. Another don't, don't be on your phone. Okay. Now, obviously if you're like taking pictures or writing notes, that's fine to be on your phone, but, uh, it's really annoying for me when like for me during the day, I keep my phone on silent most of the time. And I know that annoys, you know, some people because I don't answer my phone very often. Um, but truth be told, I think it's more respectful of the client for me to not be on my phone. Um, and to just essentially set it in the charger and not really think about it all day. Uh, so I'm very rarely on my phone during the day, unless I get an important text message or something I have to respond to. Um, but that goes for interns too. Try not to be on your phone unless you're like taking pictures or writing notes. Uh, it can be really distracting. And that also goes back into the whole idea of, I need you to be ready to help me. I need you to be attentive and be in the moment. Don't drink alcohol, smoke weed, or anything else that might impair your focus or compromise your ability to do what I need you to do. Okay, like as simple as it sounds, like I stay clean on my sessions. Sure, I'll have, I'll, I might have a beer or something, but I never, you know, come to a session after having had like four beers or five beers or uh, some hard liquor, like I don't do that. If I have a beer, it's like, I'll have one, you know what I mean? And it'll be something light, something that's not going to mess up my ability to do what I do. So if, if an intern is like, you know, they just had a joint or something like don't show up because I, you know, not that I want to get on a rant here about like how much it does impair your abilities or not. That's not the point. Ideally, I want my interns to be totally clean of any substance so that they are totally there 100%, not at all compromised in their focus or in their ability. Don't poach clients. Now, this should be obvious, but I actually had to fire an intern once because of this. Um, I was working with a band, and this was a young guy, and he uh, he was a good intern. Uh, I'll admit, he was he was great. Um, but he said, so I forgot what it was. He said something to the guitar player of the band and the guitar player like called me later and he was like, Hey man, your intern was, he was saying like, uh, like if we need it to be mixed cheaper then just give him a call. And he like gave me a business card and I was like, what? <laughs> so he's trying to poach, poach my client from me. Like, like, Oh, I know that. Kendall's too expensive, so I'll I'll tell them I'll do it for cheaper. And it's like if you want to get clients and if you want to get into the music industry, that is not the way to do it. Okay, so I called him basically that night, and I was like, "Listen, uh, you're done. Like, I I'm sorry, but I can't I can't have that. Like, that's that's not what you're here to do. Is like poaching my clients is like." You know, that's like a capital offense in the in the studio world. Like established engineers are very careful not to do that from each other. So if I'm having someone here that I'm like they're learning from me, I'm letting them into the to my world, like poaching my clients from me is like the like that's my job. Like that's my income. That's how I pay my bills. Like I know you want clients. I know you want to be in the music industry, but 
don't poach clients from the people who are giving you an internship. <laughs> Should be obvious, but uh, yeah, I that did not go well. All right, so I have a couple more things I wanted to list, and I'm calling them extra credit. So these are things that I don't necessarily require of interns and that I don't know if most studios require, but these are like things that if, if an intern does this, it's a huge plus for me. So number one, if they bring me coffee in the morning, okay, I, of course, know how to make coffee. They know how to make coffee. But if I show up to the studio and they're standing there with coffee in their hands, it's like, wow, that is awesome. And that's that's like a huge morale booster for me. It's like, man, I don't even have to make coffee. I literally just walk up and you've got coffee in your hand. Such a helpful thing in the morning. I know it seems simple, but it's true. Um, number two, if they have the ability to work with wood or do woodworking or fix things in the in that sort of realm. Okay, I do that a lot and I build a lot of things for the studio. I build, you know, uh, equipment racks and uh, built my desk and I've built drums and I've built guitar cabinets. I've built guitars. So if an intern has that ability uh, to help me with projects like that, that's a huge plus. Again, I don't require someone to know how to do woodworking, but if they know how, that's a huge plus. Number three, if they bring a case of water bottles to a session with a band, okay, it's like five bucks to get a big case of water bottles, right? You can get it at a gas station or at a convenience store. You can get them anywhere pretty much. And if they bring a case of water, now a lot of times the band does it, um, and a lot of times I already have tons of water around, but... If they have a case of water, say, in their car ready to go, um, that could be a huge time saver of like, oh, crap, I'm out of water and the band didn't bring any water. If the intern has water, like a case of water in their car or something ready to go, that's a huge uh, bit of extra credit there. Number four, if they know how to solder or fix cables or fix electronics of any kind, um, that is a huge plus. Okay, I've had a couple of interns that know how to do that, and it's always helpful. Like, hey, I've got this mic cables out. Uh, can you check it and fix it? And they can bring their soldering iron or use mine and fix the cable right there. I mean, that's something so I can get back to doing something else. They can fix the cable. That's a huge, huge plus. Another bit of extra credit is if they have the ability to like take a good picture, um, if they can take pictures occasionally of obviously like we've talked about like documenting gear and stuff, but if they can take some pictures of like the band recording and of me doing my job, that's really helpful because like I said, I generally keep my phone like on my charger dock and turn it on silent like all day long. And so if they can snap a couple of pictures, you know, it doesn't have to be like 20, but like you know, three or four pictures of me doing my job and the band recording, and then, you know, they can send them my way. That's definitely extra credit because I, I am so bad about documenting my sessions because, well, I'm, I'm trying to record. I'm trying to do my job, not, you know, take a bunch of pictures and selfies and all this stuff. Like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to make a record. So if they can do that, if they can just snap a couple of cool pictures, that's a huge plus. Another thing is if they know how to tune drums, if they know how to restring and set up guitars, if they know how to like basic, uh, you know, instrument maintenance and repair, that is a huge plus for me and can save a lot of time. For example, a lot of times before we record guitars or bass, we put on new strings or new-ish strings or you know, uh, check the intonation, make sure that if there's a ground cable loose, you're getting a buzz, if they can fix that. Uh, and so me and the band could be working on something else while they're restringing a guitar or fixing a bass's intonation. Those are huge pluses if someone knows how to do that and really impressive if uh, they kind of are able to just do it without thinking or even asking. Another extra credit uh, piece is having exceptional cable management skills. I once had an intern, intern who worked in IT, and so whenever he would set up mic cables, they were like perfectly lined up and straight, and he taped them down to the floor so no one could trip on them. It was like I walked in and I was like, please never leave. I, <laughs> I, I want this forever. I want 
uh, this, you know, this good cable management forever. So he was used to running like cat five cables and stuff like that for servers. And, and so he was used to these really clean, like cable tied and, you know, gaff taped and like really clean connections and everything. And so if you have really good cable management skills and can do so really cleanly and efficiently and uh, keep things out of the way, not only does it look great, uh, but it just keeps people from like tripping or something like that. Uh, if you have really good cable management skills, that's a huge plus. Now, again, this last bit is, I, I don't expect every single intern to be able to do this, but it's a huge plus if they can. Um, if an intern has the ability to sort of drop what they're doing last minute and come to a session, that's a huge plus for me. Not, you know, I don't require my interns to be at every session. Why? Because they're not getting paid. So while I do when they're there, I do have this sort of list of requirements. If they can't make a session happen, if they've got some other commitments or whatever, I'm not going to get mad because I'm not even paying them to be there. But ideally, they do come to every session I need them to, you know, to to be there for. But uh, if you've been doing this for a while, or if you know me, or if you you know know engineers, you know that schedule of an engineer of a studio can often change sort of last minute. And it's like, hey, this session canceled, and I filled the slot, but now it's at a different time. Can you come and you know help me out that day? If the intern has the sort of like dedication and commitment to be able to drop what they're doing at a moment's notice and be like, yes, I'll be there in two hours or whatever. Um, that is a massive plus. Again, I don't, I can't really expect that out of everybody because, you know, everyone's got their own life. The intern's not getting paid to do that. But if they happen to have the ability or have a schedule that's open enough for them to do that, um, that is really, really awesome. So those are my bits of like extra credit, not required, but if you have those skills or have those abilities, that's an awesome thing. Okay, so the last section I wanted to talk about here is how to ask for a studio internship. So all of this starts with asking a studio or an engineer or whatever, asking for the internship or asking if there are internships available or internship opportunities. Okay, you can't get to even like the application process quite yet or like the sort of interview process unless you first ask for one. And it's a critical component. Okay, it's not like a normal job where they post internships. Okay, that doesn't happen as often. Um, to be fair, there are definitely studios that will post that sort of thing on on, you know, social media or on their website, like, you know, please click here to inquire about studio internships or whatever. But a lot of times you're going to have to be the one to ask for it. So here are a couple tips. Uh, number one, I recommend sending an email. Okay. Uh, phone calls and texts are kind of annoying to me personally, because a lot of times I don't have my phone available or near me or even, you know, I, a lot of times I'll have it on silent during the day because I'm working with clients. I don't want to run the risk of getting distracted or, God forbid, leaving my phone in the tracking room and it going off while someone's recording. Okay, so a lot of times... I don't even think about that. So to me personally, and I assume a lot of other engineers, uh, an, an email works best for me. Also because my hours are all over the place, it's much easier for me to respond to an email whenever I get done for the day, whether that's 5 o'clock or 2 a.m., I can respond to an email on my own time. Whereas if you've got a phone call and a voicemail, you know, if it's a voicemail and saying, call me back, that means I have to call you back during the day. But during the day, I'm usually working with people. You see where this is going. So try to just send an email. I think that's going to be the best bet. And another great reason is that it's all in writing and you can sit there, you can think about it, and then I can read it and think about it. And we can, you know, know what was said to each other back and forth. I can have, you know, for example, if you say, uh, you know, this is my schedule during the week, blah, blah, blah. I can look back at it later easily and find it and say, oh, okay, this is what his work schedule's like, as opposed to having to like, you know, call again or you scroll through text messages. So that's the first tip. Send an email. Number two, on that email, open with a simple greeting. Okay. And I mean something like hello 
or greetings or hi. They're, those are just fine. Don't start getting into fancy things. Like don't don't be tempted to be like overly cordial or overly casual. Like uh, you know, just speak normally. Hello, hi. Those are fine. Okay. <laughs> um, number three: state your name, who you are, what you do, and why you are emailing in one or two short sentences. Um, for example. Hello, my name is John Doe. I'm a drummer, student, and I'm emailing to ask about studio internship opportunities. Or I'm emailing to ask about the possibility of a studio internship. Okay, these are all very simple. They're direct. They're concise. They tell me who you are. I don't need to know your whole life story here, okay? I don't need to know your age necessarily. I mean, I'll figure that out eventually, but I don't need to know, like... Oh, I'm going to school uh, currently with this many hours and I'm in this class and I'm taking, I'm going for this degree. And after that, I'm planning on building a studio and I'm working up, you know, my gear collect, like that's great stuff. I'll figure that out later, but just get to the point. Okay. Hello. My name is, I am blah, blah, blah. And I'm emailing you to inquire about a studio internship. It's very simple. Number four, tell me why I need you as an intern. This should be sort of the bulk of your email. Think of this like your elevator pitch, as some people might call it in the business world. Like this is your, you know, short little chance to tell me why you're different from all the other people that email me. So, for example, I'm willing to help out however you need me. My skills are X, Y, Z. I know how to A, B, C. I'm experienced with, you know, one, two, three. I'm, you know... That's the stuff that I want to know. This isn't a time to get cocky or name drop or do this and that or brag about, you know, how good you are, uh, because, you know, if you're so good, why do you need an internship? Right. <laughs> um, that's you get what I'm saying, though. But the types of skills that I'm interested in knowing um, I'm really good at wrapping cables, cleaning, making coffee, basic studio maintenance. Um, I can make and repair cables. I have basic soldering skills. I know how to use a patch bay. I know how to, you know, tune drums, change drum heads, clean up sessions. I know how to use this software and that software and this plugin and that plugin. Um, I have experience working with paying clients or I've recorded things on my own in the past. Um, I know how to be quiet and back you up. Like those are the things that I want to hear. Those are like my dream scenarios. Okay. Um, I don't like to hear things like I have no experience doing this. I just want to learn like welcome to the club. You know what I mean? Like we have the internet now, the learning curve has changed. I don't emphasize how much you have to learn or how much you want to learn. I know you're going to learn. It's implied. Bringing this up makes me question your goals. It makes me question your skills. Um, if you do want to bring this up for whatever reason, I recommend doing this as in sort of a very subtle way. For example, um, don't say, I really just want to learn, or I think I could learn a lot, or I really just want to get some more experience. Um, a better thing to say would be, I think it would be a great opportunity to be in a professional studio environment and help out and learn in the process. That is kind of a subtle way of saying like, yes, I do want to learn, but I'm more interested in being around a great studio and helping. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that's the better way to say that. But again, you could just not like, I know you want to learn. That's the whole point that you're emailing me, right? Like, that's not what I need to hear. I need to hear what you can do, what skills you have, why I need you, why I should hire you. Why would you make my life easier? Those are the things I want to know. Um, another tip, uh, be prepared to show off something that you've recorded. Okay. It doesn't quite matter if it's really good or really bad or whatever, but I want to see something that you've done. That's one of the questions that I'm going to ask. You know, do you have something that you can show me that you've recorded? Now, again, some of you might be saying, well, I don't have any experience, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not the type of intern I would hire. Um, now I will say this, that is my personal opinion. Not every studio owner or engineer is going to think this way. I know that some studios out there are, would hire somebody with zero experience. I am not that way. Okay. That's not what I want in an intern. I want someone who has just enough experience to not like, 
you know, not screw up and not like drop a microphone and know how to help me hook up stuff. And they don't have to be pros. I don't want a pro. Um, I want someone who has started their learning process and is actively working towards it. Um, I don't want somebody who is going to be a competitor for me, basically. It, it's kind of weird. A lot, a lot, this is, again, this is my opinion, um, but I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest about how I think about this. So another tip, don't name drop stuff, okay? Name dropping gear or your college or where you're from or who your friends are or what bands you've worked with or who your dad is, that doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. Um, if you do name drop a piece of gear, it, it make sure it's something that you actually are familiar with, like that you either own or that I own or that like you really know how to use. Um, it doesn't like impress me to be like, Oh yeah, well I worked at this college on a API console and it was really cool. It's like, awesome. But you know, I don't, I don't use a console, so that doesn't help me. You know what I mean? Like be aware of who I am and who your email, you can't just like copy and paste your email to everybody and send, you know what I mean? Like if you want an internship, you have to do it smart and you have to research the places that you're emailing and be like, Oh, well they don't use a console or, you know, if you're emailing a studio that does have a console, that's the type of thing that they would want to know. Like I know how to use a console. Because they have one. I don't use a console, but I have a lot of outboard gear. So if they said something like, uh, you know, I know how to use a distressor, and it's like, oh, cool. Well, I've got two distressors. Um, that's good to know. Uh, not that they would necessarily need to do that a whole lot, but that's, you know, you know what I'm saying. Okay, step five. I know that, like I said, that middle section there is kind of the bulk of your email. But step five summarize and reiterate why I should consider you and add a simple salutation. For, it doesn't have to be fancy, okay? For example, uh, I hope you consider me for this position. I think I could be valuable to your studio and help sessions run smoothly and efficiently. Thanks for your time, Jane Doe. Okay, that's very simple. That's all you need to say. So you've got that intro part. Hello, my name is. This is what I am. Uh, I'm asking about a studio internship. Then you have the middle section, which is like, these are my skills. This is what I'm familiar with. This is why I. This is why you need me. This is why I can help. Um, and then at the end, thanks for considering me. Uh, you can contact me here. Uh, here's my phone number. Here's my email. Here's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, hope to speak to you soon. Thanks for your time. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So those are my tips for sending an effective email. I have an example of the best uh, studio internship request email that I've ever gotten. Uh, this person actually ended up to be my intern for a time. So I'm just going to read this. Hello, my name is blank, blank, blank. I'll just, you know, not, I'll keep names anonymous here. I'm a musician, songwriter, and an amateur recording engineer. I'm emailing you to see if you have any internships or assistant positions available at your studio. I'm really impressed with the work you've done. My friends, blank, 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 recorded with you last year, and I think their record sounds great. I'm willing to help out in any way that you, any way that I can, whether it's wrapping cables, cleaning toilets, getting beer or water for clients, or setting up mics. I know how to tune vocals and edit drums. I use Melodyne for tuning vocals and could do that as well if you need me to. I'm comfortable using microphones and recording gear, doing setup and teardown carefully. Uh, if you need me to stand back and be a fly on the wall, I'm also totally fine with that as well. I just want to be around a real studio and help out wherever I can. For some background on me, I started recording my own music in 2012 with an Apogee duet on my MacBook. I have a very small setup at home, but it helps me get uh, helps me practice and get better at recording. Here's a link to some of my recordings that I've done in my house with my friends. www.soundcloud.com slash blah, 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 blah. Thanks for taking the time to read this. I look forward to hearing from you. Regards, name. So simple, so direct, so clear tells me everything I need to know in three paragraphs. Very short, you know, three paragraphs in this view. I'm, it's actually a pretty short email, but tells me everything I need to know. Um, has his phone number at the bottom and email at the bottom. Um, it's so, there's nothing I could ask for more. 
Um, there's no grammatical errors. There's no missing parts. There's no, you know, I just want to learn. I just want to, you know, uh, I, I have so much to learn. I need experience. No rambling, none of that. So that is a great example of an email. If somebody sent that to me, I would think, man, maybe I should call this guy, <laughs> you know, like, and again, it's because they kept it simple. He said, this is what I am. He didn't name drop stuff. And for example, quote, if you want to say this is name dropping, saying uh, an Apogee duet, it's like, well, that's because that's what he uses. That's, I mean, that's not even name dropping. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what he has. That's what he's using on his MacBook. He has a very small setup at home, but helps uh, helps me practice, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I can tell from all this wording, this is somebody who is are already starting to get experience, already starting to get practice and get, you know, and learn. They're recording with their friends. They're doing it for fun. They enjoy doing it. Um, notice there's nothing in here that says, um, like what school they went to. Again, I don't care. I don't care if you went to college for this. That's not going to help me, which is another reason why in the past, and some people have criticized me for this, but I'm just being honest here, my, my opinion. Um, I'm kind of against recording schools and uh, things like that, like getting a degree in audio engineering arts or you know whatever they call it now, because as a studio owner, I don't need to know, like, I don't care if you've been to school for it. I didn't go to school for it. Most of my heroes didn't go to school for it. Why should I care? Um, in fact, the last time that I put out applications for my internship position, which has been a couple years now, I got probably 30 applications. And out of those, I'd say four or five of those people went to school for it. They weren't even in my top five. Like just because of the answers they said, because of talking to some of them. So basically how that worked for me, I'm just, just, if you might find this interesting, I got about 29, 30 applications, something like that for the position. And I emailed probably 15 of them back pretty quickly and said like, I'm sorry, you know, I, um, you're not going to be considered for this position. I said it nicely. You know what I mean? Like, and it was just because I could tell they weren't the right fit. They were saying things like, you know, I don't know. I don't have any experience. I don't, I've never recorded anything before. I don't have any equipment. I've never been in a real studio before. Like, you know, these are people that I don't want to be like, I don't want them handling a $4,000 microphone. Um, you know, like, why would I, right? I, why, <laughs> why would I, if they have no idea, no experience, none at all, uh, they've never recorded anything in their life. These are, you know, probably younger kids that are, are really excited about it. And that's great. I like their enthusiasm and their excitement. But for my position here, I don't. That's not what I want. Um, and then so the top like 15 or so that were left, maybe, you know, 10 or 15, um, I called most of them or I at least replied to their email and asked them a couple additional questions. Uh, I don't remember exactly, you know, what the questions were. It's been a while. So, but I do remember talking to some of them, asking some more questions and trying to weed it down to maybe five or six people. And then those five or six people, I kind of did interviews with all of them and talked to them on the phone and asked them additional questions and just kind of got to know them a little bit more. And out of those top five people, I picked an intern. And some of that has to do with like scheduling. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't really need, I don't really bother asking people, uh, what their schedule is until they're, you know, that's kind of like personal information that if you're not really going to get considered for position, I don't need to know. Um, that's kind of, I'm kind of a private person in that way. And so I, I respect that privacy of somebody else. Like, so only the last, you know, the top five or six people, um, did I ask them, you know, what's your current work schedule? When can I expect you to be free? Um, or available to help. And I remember one of them, uh, I liked a whole lot, but he had a day job that worked. Uh, he mostly worked like Tuesday through Sunday. And that's, you know, it's really hard because I told him, I was like, listen, I mostly record on, you know, Fridays and Saturdays are big days for bands to record and sometimes Sundays, uh, especially people from out of town that want to come in on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of thing. Um, you know, that's really common for me. 
And is there any way you can, you know, switch around your schedule? No, you know, the business where I work is is only open Tuesday through Sunday, and then they're closed on Mondays or something. And it's like, Monday's the day I don't need you, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes, it, but ideally, if somebody says like, um, like, for example, the intern that I picked, he was like, I'm freelance, so I can kind of make my own schedule and work around you. And that is like a dream come true for me, right? It's like, oh, well, that's perfect. Because if you can, you know, do your work on on your own time and then you can pretty much be here when I need you, I mean, where's bad there? You're not losing any of your own time. You can make your own schedule. There you go. I mean, that's that's a dream situation. So that at that point, I ask generally about schedule and I talk to them a little bit on the phone, just kind of get to know them. Uh, if there's anything that needs clarif- clarification on my part from their, because uh, que- there were probably like 10 questions on the application, just sort of basic questions just to kind of, uh, to weed people out. But anyway, so that was kind of my process. And then I picked my intern and a common question that I get a lot is how long do internships last? And this is definitely something that's personal to each individual engineer or studio, Um, I don't really have a set limit that I say like six months and then you're out of here or a year and then you're gone or I don't really have a set limit per se. Um, I've had some interns that have been around for two years and others that were only around for six months, um, you know, and then they went to college or they moved or whatever. Uh, I don't really have a specific set time, but I think if I had to, if I had to set a time, I'd probably say a year, you know, because that would be like a pretty good frame. It's like, all right. We gave it a year, hope you learned a lot, you know, I'll try someone else next year or something. But if I like them, I might ask them to, you know, do you want to keep doing this? Um, The other thing that I should mention is if you're a studio, if you're a studio listening for this and, and you are in the process of looking for interns or you're considering an intern, I want to make a couple things very clear. Um, Number one, if you plan to like have an intern and it's an unpaid internship, please make that very clear to them. Like this is an unpaid internship. Like you take it or leave it. If you don't like, if you are expecting to get paid, that's not the plan. Now, if you are planning on paying them, make sure they know that as well. Make sure they know like this is a paid internship. I'm going to pay you, you know, whatever per hour or per day or however you want to do it. Okay. Just make sure that's clear. And The second part of this is make sure it's clear to them because a lot of people in the internship sort of domain assume, um, well, if I'm an intern for a while, then eventually I might get hired. So you need to be clear uh, about your intentions with that. With my interns, I tell them there is a possibility that one day I might want to hire somebody full time or part time as an assistant. Um, so, but this internship is not necessarily going to lead to that. I always tell them that. And it's, you know, that also can weed out a couple people too. Um, actually, like I was saying on my last round of applications, I had one guy who I really liked and he was a great choice and I almost considered him, but he was kind of saying things like, you know, Hey, if this doesn't lead to a job, um, yeah, I really should probably, you know, take my time and, and try to explore other avenues because I'm really, my goal is to work somewhere. Um, and that's just, you know, his situation. He didn't want to build a studio. He, he'd prefer to work somewhere else or, you know, as like a house engineer or as an assistant or something. Um, he didn't really want to build one or have the money or whatever. I don't know his situation. Uh, and I had to be honest. And I told him, listen, like, I can't confirm or like, I can't like guarantee you that this will lead to a position. And I can't tell you that um, I'm necessarily planning on it at this moment. Like it could, but I can't even tell you a percentage chance of whether or not it will. And so I, and that kind of, he was like, all right, well, you know, thanks for your time, but I'm going to have to pass. So that's something else you need to be very clear about is whether or not you plan on this. Cause a lot of times in normal jobs, like say, you know, an accounting firm or something, uh, the intern will go there like in their college summers or something. And in those summers, they'll get, you know, reputation with this company. Maybe the next summer they do uh, a different internship. And then the next summer that they graduate and then they, you know, get hired. Um, and it looks really good to the company uh, if they're like, oh, I was an intern for two or three years or whatever. And 
the company might be more likely to hire them. And I will say this, even though I can't guarantee a job after an internship, if I do hire somebody, which I currently don't have an assistant, um, I almost hired one. It, it just didn't quite work out uh, earlier this year. It, it didn't quite work out. But um, I, I don't have a full-time assistant or even a part-time assistant. I usually just have interns. And for the rest of the part, it's just me. Um, but if I was to hire somebody, it would probably be an intern. Um, so there is that, there is something to say for that. Like if somebody has already been here and helped out and done it for free and they're good and I like them and we get along and they do their job, why wouldn't they be my first pick for the job? I mean, they most likely would be, you know, I, if I would know everything I need to know about them by that point, um, if they, especially if they've been an intern for a long time. So that's probably the first place I'm going to look in like the pool of potential employees is who have my previous interns been? Are any of them interested in this job? I mean, I'm just being honest with that too. Anyway, guys, if you have any questions about internships, uh, studio applications or studio assistant jobs or anything like that, please send me an email. I'm more than happy to answer questions. And again, I am saying this all through my opinion, but hopefully it's given you some insight into how somebody like me thinks and what I'm looking for in an intern. As always, you can visit our website at recordingloungepodcast.com. Send me an email at recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com or fill out the form on the website. If you're interested in contributing to the podcast financially to help me offset the cost of storage and bandwidth and maintaining the website, you can support us by going to recordingloungepodcast.com slash support and or click the support RL tab to learn more about Patreon or PayPal donations. I'll talk to you guys soon.